Lee Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearlie. Good morning. What's going on over there? Good morning, good morning. Ready to roll. You That's got what's that going look on. on your face. You, you ready? Yeah, I'm just looking at this uh, microphone that you rigged up last time. I was just hoping the pin still stayed in place. Sorry. And when we're talking about a pin, we're talking about a BIC. Not- yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a pin pen. Yeah, that's right. Well, we formatted, formatted the show like a round of golf, and the first segment is the on-the-range segment. It's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. And then some exciting news for Pro-Am Golf. They just hired my good friend Dan Kirchhofer as their president. Check them out online at ProAmGolfUSA.com or call them at 314-647-8054. If you need anything for your golf game, you got to check out the guys at ProAm Golf. Our social media outlets, Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf Hospitality. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing and Pearl is in charge of Instagram, so we do not hand out that handle. I'm, I'm dumping on you. You got I, it? I, I'm rolling my eyes All right, at you. Cool. Yeah. Okay, All right, cool. Um, got an interview with St. Louisan, PGA Tour winner, um, new dad, Adam Long. A lot of news, a lot of good stuff going on. Nothing like uh, playing with some confidence. He, You're seeing his name pop up an a lot. awful lot. A lot. Yeah, so there was fun little sit-down that we had with Adam. And um, uh, Okay, so I've got some questions I'm going to ask you and our listen, listening audience, see if you guys can... Um, Hopefully, meet and I'm not too good. This is trivia stuff yeah. coming up. I can tell this is this not, is not this my is thing. Not, not like old trivia. This is like uh, obscure, bizarre golf facts. Obscure trivia, trivia, and me—two <laughs> different things. But go here. We go. I'll make something up. So, you know, I'm not sure if you saw the Scottish Open. I'm sure you did see I, the Scottish Open. I, I watched Open. some of it absolutely. Yep. And and a guy named Aaron Ray. Yep. Beat Tommy Fleetwood in the playoff. Yep. Aaron Ray, I promise you, Aaron Ray had equipment in his bag that no other touring pro has ever won a tournament with. Shoot, I, I'm not going to be able to answer the, that. Think of some of the, uh, boy, I might piss a few of our listeners off if they have these, but think of some of the... Like seven were, wood? No. Nope, five wood? Nope. I'll just tell you. <laughs> you know I'm not going to get it. You're yes, tell me. It. I have no they idea. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. What if Meat has these? Pearl, he had iron covers. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever oh, seen a pro with iron covers? No. no. Never have. Nope. Not, not a pro golfer. I've seen like pro football players yep. come out with iron covers to play golf. Yeah. But no. Iron covers. I would like to know whoever even came up with that. That just seems like I the just, worst idea that's ever. That's what I was just going to say to you. Who... Is the guy that wants to take credit for creating the well, iron if he, cover? Well, if he's sold eight or ten or twelve million of them, he'll take credit because he's yeah. uh, living in some he, mansion someplace. That's right. He could say, "Hey, Pearlie and Delsing, you guys go ahead and laugh it up, funny boys. I'm over here clipping coupons, fishing, and playing golf <laughs> exactly. all afternoon." So, exactly. um, yeah. I, here's another. Did uh, he play with him on? He was like pulling him. He's like, no, no. See, if, if you would have done oh, that, yeah, I would have. Right. Okay. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> here we go. No, I know what this you're going to say. Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> this is get a yeah. You got a bus, a bus signal or a bus sound going over a bump <laughs> because here it comes. <laughs> so my putter head cover. My putter oh, was a Scotty Cameron. This is not true. Putter. This is 100 percent true. My my putter and it's a. Uh, 
Scotty Cameron makes very valuable putters, oh, yeah. which Here we didn't, we we didn't, didn't, really know, we didn't even know that it was valuable at the time, but they're, <laughs> they're expensive. Anyway, on them, for the first time ever, were these kind of crafty, oh. uh, golfy head covers, which would have like a little Velcro thing that was really shot, usually terrible, I admit. I'm not even saying this is your fault. This is just what would happen. No, but you're insinuating. Well, well, we'll let the listeners. Is saying and insinuating the same thing? Maybe. Uh, I'd say so, yeah. What yeah. am I just thinking? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, every time pro, not all 18. How many times? Do I drop it? Yeah. Half the time. Okay. But we walk off the green. I give Pearly my putter. He put the head cover on, put the, the putter in the bag, and walk, and within. How far the, the putter? It's such a long day anyway, Pete. When you have to back, when you have, when you have to backtrack half the time, it really makes for a long day. So I let Pearly go first. Plus, he's an extremely fast walker, and especially if I was playing well, he's like a scout dog. He's like he's like beating the bushes, and he's up there, and I'd be picking up the head cover. Finally, didn't we have a rule that we can't? I can't have one. He, he, he exactly. He, he instituted first a rule that out. said no, no more putter no covers. More. No, put it in the bag after the first hole. I'm done with we're it. done. Pearly, yeah. Put it in the bag unless he lost the bag, which. Happened a couple times at night. In your dreams. In my dreams. No, yeah. no, not really. One time almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got, got it, over I, that. I got another fun fact to know and tell. Hopefully. Did you know that Bryson DeChambeau, in between rounds, changes the heads of his driver? Now, meet. we've got wrenches that you can adjust them. Right. With that same wrench, you just get in there. Unloosen one screw and the entire head will slide right off. He travels with multiple heads with varying degrees of loft on them and changes them from day to day. Now, you're that's insane. That's okay, now I was going to ask is it because of that or because of, I know this might sound a little bit silly, but how hard can you hit it before you're messing up the face oh, of the driver? That, that, no, that's that, that's a deal. You were with, were you with me when my the face yep. of my uh, Callaway driver yep. caved in? That definitely that happens from a rock, though. That's a different thing. <laughs> I should have been hitting my driver. <laughs> I, I, think I, I, I think I was pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. That, that, that's wow. amazing. That, that beautiful, that, that beautiful you guys, uh, sponsors of uh, Volmark, <laughs> the T-marker went flying into the woods. And then, oh, how did that happen to my driver? <laughs> wow. You guys, you guys feel better now? Oh, I didn't know those uh, John Deere tractor <laughs> markers flew. Those things do not hit them. Do <laughs> not hit them. No. Solid metal, they baby. Back. And they're oh, probably, yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're like oh, a lot yeah. of deer stuff. Real solid in the ground, yeah, baby. Absolutely. Well, okay. I'm glad you guys feel better. Got that stuff so what off is it, Jay? Is it because he knows he wants different lofts or because yeah. he's crushed the face or no, it's caught, not, because, not crushed it, yeah. but had a maybe slightly threw it off or something? Yeah, he's got them all. Um, noted and numbered and labeled and they all have different feels to them. He uses the same shaft and travels with these things and then after the round pops in a different one. If he a needs to times. you're saying. Yeah, so so between Saturday at Wingfoot and Sunday yeah, well, can you pops imagine, it off. Can you no. imagine doing that? No. No. If you know, I said that to you Pearl, I'm going oh, to say I can't find the wrench. I'm saying I can't find the wrench. You'd say I can't find Wingfoot, lost the bag. <laughs> I lost the state of New York. That would never happen. You know, that couldn't happen. I have never made an adjustment on any of those drivers. If I start there, I am mentally it's so a, it's upside a, down. It's, it's a, a joke. It's a problem. I'm with you. I'm a little afraid to do that. As oh well. gosh. So, well, oh, it's the, it's the club. No, today you're hitting a hook. Right, Don't change right, the club. Right. That's scary. Well. So here's what I wanted to, to ask you. 
take a stab at how much loft he uses from the lowest loft to the highest loft on these driver heads that he chooses from and cut whatever you are going to guess in half. Yeah, I'm going to say, because I know they're going, they're wanting to hit the ball higher and stuff like that. So I'm thinking if you're saying cut it down, so I don't know about in half, but then he's at, I don't know, nine or 10 or something like that. I mean, not that he's going 20, you say cut right, in half, but I don't right, think you really mean that right, literally. No, right. The lowest lofted driver head has 5.25. See, that's, I didn't even think he could get them like that. Oh, yeah. Pater, when we first got on tour, Pater had one. He didn't get it from the manufacturer. He just kind of bent it down his over his knee. Yeah. yeah, just like you do in college <laughs> and, and bend it, which, of course, was illegal. Right. Uh, and, and, um, but you can get them like that and I have been told by some of the manufacturers that some of the loft on the effective loft on the driver and the numbers on the bottoms don't Don't coincide yeah Yeah. and the highest lofted driver that he uses is 5.75 degrees of loft most of the guys are using anywhere between 7 and 10 that's what I thought so how's he hitting it so high just swinging that that much up it it is, Pearl. Wow. It is. Do you remember the, the the interview we did with Azinger when he talked about the average launch angle change from when we played to now is at least five degrees in Pearl? It's absolutely true. Well, our whole my whole gig was, keep, I know, it was like I stingers know. at I best. Know. Just I keep it all stingers. Right. I had a sense you of a control. a bag full of stingers. Yeah. Pearl, that's going to do it for the On the Range segment. Um, folks, come back. We're going to have our interview with Adam Long on the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void were prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com, plus you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves the St. Louis City, County, and Metropolitan area and any of their families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. 
Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric appliance parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Operations Director Jim Wolfington and his team of Marcone distribution employees across the United States who ship millions of next-day critical major appliance parts every single year. They help keep America's kitchen and laundry appliances working for you. Thank you. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You could also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perlis. With me and Brad Barnes is here at the ESPN Studios pushing buttons and... Making it happen. Yeah, making it rain. And uh, we're going to the front nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic Pro. We had an event this past week to kind of just say, hey, thanks for to, to prospective sponsors, to guys that have committed. We play golf on a very cold and windy day. Went inside. This is how cool Ascension is. Steve Spratt and Nick Ragone. Into the uh, Norwood Clubhouse. Everybody's six feet apart. Everybody wearing mm-hmm. masks. And we had a Zoom call with Jack Nicholas. Tom Watson and Hale Irwin. Awesome. Absolutely Are you awesome. kidding me? They're doing everything they can to keep this thing going. You know rolling. what else they did? The three major charities donated 75000 to each charity. Wow. 225 wow. grand they carved out of their pocket. Anyway, thanks to the Ascension Charity Classic for sponsoring the front nine. And also thanks to our buddies at, at Whitmore. Um, Home of uh, Adam Long, baby. Yeah, our, our interview's coming up with Adam Long. He kind of cut his teeth over there at Whitmore. Um, Bill Brungart is the membership director. You can reach him at 636-926-9622. Great guy. They are smashing it out at They Whitmore. should. They have a phenomenal offering. They should be smashing it. There, there's uh, 90 holes of golf with this membership. There's 36 at the facility. Meets darn near a member over there. He's been playing and, and uh, working on Oh, wait a second. His, wait. Oh, go ahead. Finish the commercial. Working, working on his game. And then uh, there's, you also get access to the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. With no go- no cart fees added to that. There's no food or beverage minimums. There's a 24-hour fitness center. Two large pool complexes. Tennis courts if you're not into golf. They're doing uh, safe social distancing dinners out there. They have the Wine and Nine program. Pearlie and I created the Wine and Wine program where you drink wine and you whine a little bit about something that happened to you that day. 
And um, then you got to go see Bummer in the golf shop. They run golf league skins games, members tournaments. They're just terrific. You can find them at uh, Whitmore Golf. That's W I H I T M O O R Golf dot com. Okay, now wait a second. So yep. I see Meat's got a sniper hat on. I know he's got a case of sniper golf balls, and now you're telling me he's playing over there all the time. So far, I've got like a sleeve of balls. What am I doing wrong? I don't. Did you lose the entire uh, cases of don't balls? Don't change the you? you did not give me a case of balls. I got a sleeve of balls, <sighs> and Meat's getting all this other stuff. I got this hat from somebody else. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally yeah, good, different. Good try. Wait a minute, Meat. What's the website? What's the sniper website? Snipergolf.com. Well, look at that, Pearl. <laughs> Boom! I'm a, I'm a walking billboard. <laughs> yeah, you are. You sure as heck are. And you're walking down the fairways of Whitmore. That's perfect. Uh, well, not the fairways. Not. <laughs> and, and, and who's walking? Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody walking over there. All right, guys. We got to run to this uh, Adam Long interview. What a just a great guy, St. Louis, and um, played out at Whitmore. And uh, let's just get right into this interview. This is Adam Long from the PGA Tour. For the win. Adam Long is brought to you by Golden Tee. We got to start with this. How does this sound? First of all, Adam Long, PGA Tour player. Adam Long, PGA Tour winner. Adam Long, currently 60th ranked player in the world golf rankings. Man, I could go on and on. Congratulations on such great success. These last two and a half years, three years have just been fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. Um, those things still sound, uh, pretty incredible. Um, I definitely have to stop and pinch myself pretty often and, uh, appreciate where I'm at. Um, it's a tough game. It's a brutal game, brutal sport, as we all know, and it beats you up way more than, uh, than you beat it up. But, um, you know, it's been a nice long journey for me. No pun intended. Um, you know, I, I didn't, crush it right on the PGA tour right away. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a superstar in college. I didn't, uh, you know, some of these phenoms now have, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa or Matthew Wolf or Victor Hovland. Those guys are the names right now, but every couple of years you have a few of them that just pop right up and just have immediate success. And, and those guys are doing great. And I, I love watching them play, but um, my journey has been a lot different and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. Adam, you know, you grew up in, you were born in New Orleans, but grew up here in St. Louis. And in 2008, you won the Metropolitan Amateur Championship and you went to the University of Duke, uh, Duke University, and uh, which is just a, a, a phenomenal, uh, you know, place to go get a degree and had a good golf program. And then you turned pro in 2010 and you kind of kicked it around the mini tours for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, we had a, you know, I grew up in St. Louis and grew up playing Whitmore Country Club and then Old Hickory and then Winghaven for a bit and Lake Forest more recently. And uh, so we moved around a little bit in, in, in the suburbs there in St. St. Louis, St. Charles and went to Francis Howell and we had some good, good high school teams there and um, was playing national events growing up, you know, since I was probably 11 years old and um, just kept getting a little bit better and, and eventually ended up at Duke and you know, we weren't uh, the UCLA teams of your past, but we were some pretty good. Uh, we had some pretty good guys on our team, and we had we had a good four years there. And um, you know, turned pro, like you said, in 2010, and 
qualified for the U.S. Open in 2011, and that was kind of an eye-opener for me and taught me kind of two things. One, that the best players in the world aren't perfect, and I was probably closer than I, I thought I was to, to those guys. But, uh, you know, it took me a few years. But I, I ended up playing the, the, well, it was the NationwideWeb.com Corn Ferry Tour in 2012 and lost my card pretty easily. I didn't have a very good year out there, but, um, you know, I, I played the mini tours, e-golf tour, Hooters tour, Latin America, Canada. I played them all, it seemed like, um, for a few years and got back onto the Corn Ferry tour in 2015 and then uh, played another four years out there and finally, finally able to get my card in uh, 2018. So um, it took me a little bit longer than I wanted to, but uh, it all worked out. You know, Adam, let's talk a little bit about that progression, though, because um, most people go, oh, Adam Long, this overnight success, you know, and and Mm -hmm. we know that there is no such thing really as an overnight success. Like you said, the Wolves and Marcowas, they may have more uh, immediate uh, impact and success on the PGA Tour, but man, this thing's a marathon. This is not a sprint, but and talk a little bit about the progression that you saw in your game. You just mentioned the U.S. Open, and then getting out on the Corn Ferry, the the nationwide. It's a it's a phenomenal place to figure it out, isn't it? Yeah, uh, exactly. I think all those tours taught me something. Um, I learned right away how to kind of travel on my own in college. Everything's kind of set up for you. This is your schedule. This is when we're leaving for the airport. This is what we're going to wear every day. I mean, literally everything's pretty much laid out for you. You just have to go play. And then you turn pro and you got to figure out your own schedule. You're in charge of your travel, you, where you stay, how you get from one tournament to another or a Monday qualifier, when, how you kind of organize all that um, is all up to you. Uh, submitting an entry fee or signing up for events, all of it. And it's all on you. And so you've got to figure it all out. And, you know, going out on your own, it teaches you that. It teaches you how to play four rounds of competitive golf. Um, it teaches you the ups and downs and missing cuts. And, you know, in college, you don't miss cuts. And so it teaches you all of that and how to bounce back from the, the bad weeks and get better. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, I kind of learned a bit on my own. I had Brian Fote there in St. Louis by my side the whole way. And um, I would work with him when I went through St. Louis, but it teaches you really you got to kind of learn on the fly a bit. And uh, yeah, the, the Corn Ferry Tour was great. I played, you know, four or five years out there that were, were all really good. It taught me a lot. And they're set up the exact same way as the PGA Tour as far as committing to events and, you know, how they're run is all the same. Um, they're just different area, different uh, countries or even, you know, you're tra- traveling in South America, you're traveling around all over the place but uh it's it's a great learning experience and uh it teaches you everything you need to know for the most part but um there there is no substitute for the pga tour um they're they're great breeding grounds but you get there under the gun on the pga tour and you've got crowds that you've never seen before and you got these cameras all over you it's uh it is a bit different but uh those are definitely good stepping stones to get there yeah, that's really well said. So, Adam, this is so cool. So you, you made one cut out of your first four events, I think, and then you turn around and win the Desert Classic in Palm Springs at PGA West. You made an unbelievable birdie on 18, uh, which I have been where you hit your tee shot off to the right, but I did not follow my tee shot up with it nearly as good a second shot or putt as you did. And it was so fun to watch you kind of stick it in Philly Mick's ear. 
um, Adam Hadwick was in the last group there too. Talk us through the last little bit of that back nine, but because I watched you hold that putt on 18, and I said to my buddy, John Perlis, who does a show with me, this thing is going straight in the center of the hole. And he goes, how do you know? I go, I can just tell. You look so locked in. The The stage wasn't too big, and it looked like it just was your time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, the whole last day was – it kind of went fast for me for sure. I mean, it was my first time in the final group, obviously, and you're playing with one of the best players in history in Phil Mickelson, and Adam Hadwin's, you know, a star in his own right. So – it was, uh, you know, a lot to, to accept there going into the round, but I really just kept kept my cool and just wanted to have fun and enjoy it and laugh with my caddy and just enjoy the whole experience was really my goal. I didn't think I was going to win. I wasn't trying to win when I teed off on, on Sunday. I was trying to have fun. I was trying to hit keep playing great golf. I mean, I was like 19 under for the first uh, three rounds. Like, I, clearly I was playing great golf, making a lot of birdies. Just keep doing that stuff. And keep giving myself, giving myself chances and keep knocking putts in. And that's basically what I did. Uh, I still made the turn. I was still back with Hadwin by three, I believe. And um, so there was still a lot of work to do. I thought one of those two guys was probably going to win. They've won before. Phil's won 40 events or whatever. I mean, they, clearly, uh, you know, I'm not going to win this thing. But I just wanted to keep having fun. I needed a top 10 to even get into the next week at, at the Farmers and Tory. So I, I was mostly playing for that. But honestly, just trying to stay in the moment and enjoy it and, Literally, all of a sudden, we're on 18T, and all three of us are tied. And that's when it kind of changed, like, all right, I've, I've done it. Like, I've succeeded. It's been a successful day. I've got my top 10. I'm in the next week. I'm going to make a bunch of points, a bunch of money. Like, let's let's just see where this thing goes. And uh, a little conservative off the tee. <laughs> um, the water left to hit it right, and it ended up somehow on the downslope of this mogul out there. And uh, not exactly what I was looking for, but um, it was just one of those shots where – I was just had to turn into an athlete and, and I couldn't think about, okay, ball below my feet. It's going to want me to hit it right, but it's easy to pull these as well. And, you know, this is, we're tied and these guys are, I'm hitting first. Those guys are going to be flagging it close too. I need to be aggressive. It wasn't really any of that. It was like, all right, I'm playing great golf. Um, I need to just be an athlete about this. And you've hit this, a shot like this, you know, a hundred times before it's nothing crazy. And uh, I just went right at it. And, you know, I was probably aiming what, 10 feet right of the flag or whatever and pulled it right at it. <laughs> I was happy to, to see that it was going right at the flag and uh, pretty good distance as well. So, And uh, all of a sudden, I had a chance to win the golf tournament uh, with about 13 feet, I think it was. Um, but same thing, I went through what I've been feeling since Thursday of, you know, my putting stroke feels good. I've been reading the greens great and just wanted to pretend it was a putt on Thursday rather than uh, Sunday to win a tournament. And, and I went, you know, it did go through my mind like as soon as Phil and Hadwin had both missed their opportunities that, okay, this is to win the tournament, but I only let myself think that for a second. And then it went into like, okay, this is, this doesn't really matter. It's the same thing. I've been thinking, just roll the putt and uh, the darn thing went in. You know, Adam, it's so important. It's so important for us to relay these sort of messages to the average guy out there. You, you're talking about, you know, one of the most incredible shots that was hit all of uh, 2019. Your your second mm-hmm. shot to 18. The conditions were extreme. There's water all. You can't miss one inch left of the green at 18, or it's going to hit the rocks and go in the water. And you mm-hmm. turned yourself into an athlete that said, "Stick and ball. Here's what I'm going to do, and then just go do it." Yeah, it's 
very much easier said than done. And I, you know, have tried to replicate that feeling several times since and it, and it doesn't happen. So it's not easy to do. And it's, I try to replicate that attitude I had that day and it's not easy to do. It's, it's very easy. It's a lot easier said than done. Right. And you can, you can t- tell yourself all you want, but you really have to believe it. And you really have to, uh, to get into that, get out of kind of all those distractions of what can go wrong and, and really, really commit yourself to like what you want to do, not only for the day, how you want the day to go, but where you want to hit each shot. Like think about what you want to happen is, is what I try to teach myself and, and others that, you know, the more you just think about what you want to happen, what, you, what, you, what would you like to happen here? Where would you want to hit it here? What do you want to do with this putt? What do you want to do with this chip? Rather than, oh, I don't want to go left. I don't want to go right. Oh, this, if I miss, they're going to think, uh, you know, I choked or whatever. Like you can't think that way and have success. It has to be all about what you want to happen and you just kind of make it happen. It's, uh, it's tricky though. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap up the first half of this interview and the front nine. Don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to get you the rest of that interview on the back nine. And I also want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue for supporting the show. If you need anything, any sort of refinishing done to your home, these guys bring in safe professionals that do a great job. You can reach the Donahues at 314-805-2132. And don't go anywhere. We'll finish up the Adam Long interview On the back nine, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message to data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, like your St. Louis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you... Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. 
There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. John is with me. Brad Barnes is taking care of us here in the studio. And we are on the Back Nine brought to you by the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. Ed Fogelbach is a great guy. We appreciate you supporting the show. He's got um, part of his family running that agency, and they will handle any of your insurance needs that you need. Uh, so let's go right back in to the remainder of the Adam Long interview. Long from beyond. He's on the green, let it roll down to the hole. Thinking about making it the entire way. And this man's not giving in. Adam Long is brought to you by Golden Tee. There's those moments of absolute elation and joy the few tournaments that I've won and then you turn around the next week and go am I the same person I mean <laughs> totally Adam you just had a solo finish down at Putacana which was a phenomenal event that you had you led after three days I think you led by two going into Sunday but what most people don't understand is that somebody on the PGA Tour is shooting 63 Every single day. And it, it one of the hardest things for me, at least, was the, the four rounds. You know, four not good rounds, great rounds. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, you know, it's hard to, so, you know, some tournaments, you know, you got to shoot 20 under. Others need to shoot 10 under, and it kind of varies. But it's usually in that, that range, and it's hard. And, you know, somebody is, like you said, going to shoot 63 every, you know, every day, but it's not the same person every day. They're not shooting 27 under every day. They're not shooting 30 under uh, for every tournament. And, and so it, it is, you know, nice when those days come, you shoot 63, but um, you know, that, that means the next day, instead of needing to shoot 63 again, maybe you need to shoot three or four under. So uh, it doesn't have to be every single round uh, one person, but somebody out there is going to shoot you know, five, six, seven, eight under almost every single day. It just, you know, maybe the guy leading does it, but, you know, sometimes it's the guy in 20th that, like, Peter Malnati did yesterday, uh, all of a sudden had a chance to win with a, with a 63. So um, you got to keep your foot on the pedal. You got to keep making birdies. I definitely learned that on the Corn Ferry Tour. They have more tournaments that go really low than the PGA Tour. Um, and I think that tour really teaches players to keep the foot on the gas. And, and it doesn't matter if you're five under through nine which gets you a little uncomfortable because you're, you know, that's really low or you're shooting seven under through 10 holes, like, whoa. And you get a little out of your comfort zone and it's like, okay, that's fine. But I need to keep going. I need to get this eight. I need to get some nine. I need to keep making birdies because one, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And two, somebody else out here is doing the exact same thing as you are. So you really got to keep it, keep the pedal down and, uh, and not kind of coast in. I think that's what it teaches you that you need to still try to birdie 16, 17, 18, even though you're already seven under, um, when it's easy to say, all right, well, we had a great day. Let's just make sure we don't, you know, lose it. It's more of like, no, no, we're going to keep flying. We're, we're playing great. Keep going. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. I'm, I'm sure the listeners are going to love that, Adam. And, you know, when we back this thing up 
and start thinking about how the hell am I going to do this? You know, because those thoughts that we just had can be extremely overwhelming, right? Oh my gosh, it's going to take me 2300 to win this week and I haven't even started yet. Or you drive to the golf course, you have an afternoon tea time on Thursday and someone's already nine under. So you're already nine back. But what we do is we break it down into the smallest elements. You got to knock in your four footers. You got to hit fairways. You got to hit your wedges. You got to play your game, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You got to just know that your your round's going to start on number one tee box, just like everybody else's, and you're just going to get going and see what the day day comes, see what happens. But you got to find a way to score. It doesn't matter if your warm up kind of sucks and you're kind of like, man, I don't feel it today. I'm a little off on my putting stroke. I don't. I'm miss hitting a lot of these warm up putts, and it doesn't really matter <laughs> because you're about to tee off and you got to go put post a number. So I think that's one thing that professional golfers. Um, have that most amateurs don't is they don't expect to necessarily play perfectly every day they don't expect to shoot 63 every single day like no pro is going to say every single day i expect to shoot 63 no it's not even about that we're not even thinking about a final number on the first tee it's we got to figure out what we got today we got our stuff whatever it is maybe we're spinning it a little bit maybe we're you know feeling a little weak today or maybe uh you know we can't hit a draw and everything's a little cut like whatever it doesn't matter because you've got to figure out a way to score on the first hole when you get up there. And, and I think that's how we think. And it doesn't matter if it's an, it's, it's, it's number one's a super easy hole. If it's three wood wedge and I, I missed the three wood into the rough and then I missed the green with the wedge and I'm like, wow, everybody else is birdie in this hole. It's, well, it doesn't really matter. I got to chip this ball in the hole. If not, okay, fine. I make my par, not a big deal. Maybe I'm going to birdie one of the, you know, quote unquote hard holes out here. It doesn't really matter. We just got to plug, keep plugging away, keep figuring out a way to, hit the ball in the fairway and if we don't so what we go find it and we try to get it up there on the green or next to it and, and you just keep going and, it, and it's just a it's a whole 18 holes is a long day and you never know something's going to start clicking and then you ride that wave but it, um, the key is to just not really have the big expectations every day and um, when the PJ Tour players are playing great we're going to score great that, that's fine it's fun it's an easy day but those days are pretty rare even for the best in the world it's still about how how well you play or what you shoot when your days are just kind of okay. And I think that's what, when I get back to Dustin Johnson or Rory or these top guys, that their bad days are still pretty good. And a lot of times we don't even know on TV how they played. We just know that they shot three or four under. And they probably struggled, but they got it in the hole. And, and then they play great the next day and they shoot seven, eight under. Great. But um, their bad days are just so much better than, than the average golfers. That uh, I think that's a big difference. It really is. And, you know, Adam, doing the TV for a few years, I had that fortunate opportunity. I watched these guys play poorly. It would have helped me so much when I was a young guy to watch the stars at the time have bad days because I was out there with my hands full trying to manage my game. I didn't get to see that. But you said it early in the show. They play poorly as well. They just know how to manage that that poor game better than we did. Totally. I I play with – the best players in the world every single week. Um, you know, I, sometimes it's a star like Justin Thomas or Ricky Fowler or Tony Finau or Xander I played with uh, earlier this summer and and Patrick Reed quite a bit. Like, these guys, they hit some of the worst shots you'll ever see. You're like, oh, man, this is the best player in the world, and he literally just flubbed a chip. <laughs> or he literally just hit that thing in the next fairway. Or that was a wedge, and he just totally missed the green, you know, not even close. And these guys, they're human. It's golf. It's the hardest game in the world by far. And – you know, if you watch TV, and I've been guilty of it too, you think these guys are just robots, and it's unbelievable. But 
TV likes to show the guys that are leading or the stars and the great shots, and that's exciting. They don't really like to show somebody hit a three-wood into the rough. Um, that's not that fun. Or, you know, trying to go for a green and two and this not even coming close. Um, it's more fun to watch the guy hit three-wood, like Sergio yesterday hitting a three-wood onto the green to, to three feet for eagle. Like, that was an incredible shot. But I played with Sergio on Thursday and Friday this week um, in Sanderson, and not every shot he, – he was impressive. Don't get me wrong. He was striking it. He's the best ball striker I've ever seen probably. But, I mean, it wasn't like every shot was perfect. I saw him hit a three-wood into the creek. I mean, it's – I saw him miss a short putt. Like, it just happens. These guys aren't perfect, but um, they find a way to get in the hole, and, and they know their games when it's off. They know what to kind of fall back on and just kind of get through the day, and maybe we'll go figure it out after the round. Adam, I can remember the first time I got to play with Greg Norman. He was the best driver of the ball I ever I had ever seen, and he topped a drive on number nine at Memphis and went like thirty five yards. And I was, yeah, I still laugh about yeah, it. Exactly. I'm like, how did that happen? That's exactly but, uh, right. It's hard to believe, and they don't do it that often. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's it's uh, it's it's kind of what I learned my first experience at the U.S. Open, where I had no business being there, but. I played with some of the best players and, and some practice rounds, and I'm like, man, these guys aren't, like, perfect. Like, these guys are hitting seven irons and missing the greens, and, you know, it's just not, it's not perfect. And, and I've learned that, too. Like, I'm not perfect by any means, and I'm not the most talented guy out there at all. But, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm learning and I'm getting better at, at figuring out a way to get in the hole and, and getting comfortable out there is a big part, too. But it's just being okay with the bad shots and understanding that you're not going to have the perfect round of golf. Nobody ever has. So uh, until you shoot 18, <laughs> you're you're not going to be perfect, and uh, I think that's a big part of of professional golf too. And uh, it, it's hard to believe that sometimes when you're watching the leaderboard, but it's uh, it's true that these guys are are definitely human. Adam, Adam, have you had a chance to play with Bryson DeChambeau yet? Yeah, I've played with him uh, actually in an unofficial event at the uh, at the Seminole Pro Member actually. So only 18 holes I've played with him. I've gotten to know him a little bit. We've got some mutual friends and. My coach on tour is Josh Gregory, and he coached Bryson in college at SMU. And um, so we've, we've got some connection there and gotten to know him a little bit, but uh, haven't played with him a ton. What he did at Wingfoot is so amazing to me, Adam, because I didn't, I thought that golf course wouldn't be able to be taken down like he, like he did. And it was such an impressive thing to me. Yeah, extremely impressive. I mean, what he's done since this comeback and, and all this season has been really impressive. I think everybody, you know, he's definitely a different dude and all that. He's got his own little world that he's in, and that's all fine. But, he, I mean, what he's done on the golf course is extremely impressive. He's done it himself. He isn't cheating. Um, he's, he transformed his body in the middle of the season, basically, and took a big risk in doing so, clearly. He's Working his ass off, too, Adam. That has to be stated. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he took a huge risk and came back and just dominated. I mean, he he found a new way to to, to play the game for him, and it's it's proven, it's worked, and it's what he did at Wingfoot was extremely impressive. Um, you know, knowing that you know what we know now, but everybody was missing fairways. I think what, what was it like forty percent was about average or even just under. Yeah, and he hit twenty three so no, of the fifty six for for four days. Yeah, exactly. It's it everybody's missing fairways and it's just gonna be tough. And he decided I'm just gonna bomb it out there and figure it out. Now I'll say one thing that the Greens were definitely a little more receptive than we thought they were going to be, for one. And two, they were I thought they were overall the USGA was pretty generous on whole location. 
Um, we practiced to a lot tougher hole locations Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday than they ended up actually using. There were a lot that they ended up staying away from that they could have used to make it. We'd still be out there trying to figure out how to score, <laughs> trying right. to finish a round. So um, I felt like they were a little tame to us, which, you know, both those combined probably helped him quite a bit. But at the same time, um, you know, he's a big, strong dude, and he can get it out of the rough better than I can. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely an advantage. But he, uh, he, he won the U.S. Open. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, the performance was great. Well, Adam, I really appreciate the time. In, in closing, um, is there anything, any story, anything, I mean, other than the fact that you, you know, won this Desert Classic that, that's just, I still am smiling so ear to ear that, that you were, were able to accomplish that. Is there anything that you want to, any story or anything that sticks out in your mind that was either kind of funny or it just kind of unusual that you're like, this can happen on the PGA Tour. You know, people don't understand the stuff that happens in between the lines. You know, unfortunately, a lot of those stories we can't really tell. But there, that weird things and kind of funny things do happen out there. Oh, every day. I think I feel like every single round there's something that we look at and say, like, wow, that was incredible. Um, either good or bad or just crazy or weird or whatever. But it's uh, there's always something, which is probably the beauty of the game, is that Every day, you never know what's going to happen out there, and, and especially in practice rounds when things are a little calmer and looser and you're playing with your buddies and, um, you know, you may have a few uh, dinners on the line or something. And um, But, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, of crazy stories and uh, locker room talk and locker room stuff and all that. There's, there's definitely a lot of that and, um, you know, certainly some not, not great for the public, but uh, it definitely <laughs> happens out there. But um, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. I, actually, I was in the – um, physio room, I think it was Thursday after Thursday's round last week in Sanderson, uh, Mississippi, and DA Points was in there getting some treatment. And um, I well, just that's a character right there. Yeah, sure. He was like, he was telling a story about, I mean, he's having a tough day. It was just not not playing great. And he gets up to his last hole of the day, number nine. And <laughs> there's some power lines that go kind of across the tee box about. I don't know, 20 to 50 yards in front of the tee box. And anyway, he hits a tee shot. And sh- they shouldn't really be in play, but you, you can kind of notice them. But he <laughs> apparently hit his tee ball. His ball hits the power line, and he has no idea where it went. And somebody says he saw it splash in a pond, like 50 yards right of the tee box, just dead right, like way out of play. Now, the, the rule is you automatically have to replay the shot. So it didn't affect his, his score or anything. But he was just saying how funny it was, like, you're already getting beat up. You're already having a tough day. And then you hit the power lines. Like, of course. Like, what are the chances? And so he has to reach you and then whatever finished out his round. But, you know, just funny stuff like that happens quite a bit, um, which is the beauty of the game that um, there's always something that kind of surprises you in a round of golf. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's you. And sometimes it's the other guy. But something always happens. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, you, we could stand up there with a bucket of balls and not hit that power line for an hour, you know, in the exactly. one play, that exactly. one drive-in play, and there it goes. Um, Adam, I got to tell you this just briefly. What uh, My buddy Randy Carricker, who you know Randy's a great guy and a huge supporter of yours, had a question on his show on ESPN last week that said, if you could be any St. Louis sports celebrity athlete, who would you be? And like the fourth guy that called in said, man, I want to be Adam Long. He's out playing the best golf courses in the country, and he's winning a bunch of money. And I thought, how cool is it, first of all, that he said your name? And then second of all, this dude has no idea about 2010 and 2011 and 2012. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is 
is uh is a lot of fun and i'm i'm grateful for uh for the experience and i'm you know hopefully i'll be out there for a long time but um you know it's it's way more good than bad but uh it's it's, it's tough too i mean we have a five-month-old baby and um you know i have to travel a lot not with uh with golf and can't always spend all the time with him that i wish i could but um, you know, we're trying to figure that out as we go, but, um, it's a, it's a great life. There's, there's no doubt about it, but, uh, I definitely appreciate it and know that it's damn near impossible to get to the PGA tour, let alone have multiple years on tour. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm de- definitely grateful. I'm happy and, uh, excited what, what the future might hold. We really didn't mention the support and the strength of the team behind you and your wife and now your new baby. The- that's uh, that's a huge, huge deal to have a, a successful career, to have someone strong that's in your corner, that's supportive. Uh, and that's that's wonderful. And congratulations on all of it. Thanks. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's a huge team behind me of, of coaches and caddies and, and family and friends. And it's, uh, you know, I definitely wouldn't be here without any of them. And uh, it's a big reason for my success. And, and they were there for me when I was missing cuts on the e-golf tour. And, and they're there for me now, too. So, uh I definitely appreciate everyone's support, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm still a uh, a big St. Louis Cardinals and Blues fan, and all that. And uh, you know, I, I try to get back there as much as I can throughout the year, and still have a lot of family and friends there, and still consider St. Louis home. And it's just kind of like I live in Florida now, but uh, St. Louis is a, a big part of our lives. You had a Cardinal bag. You were you were down in the uh, down in a Cardinal bag not long ago, right? <laughs> well, the uh, at the PGA in, in San Francisco, the TaylorMade staff had everybody carry it was a san francisco giants bag unfortunately and i gave him a little grief about it like hey i'm sponsored by major league baseball first of all and then you're going to stick me with this giants bag for the week but it was only for a week it was only for seven days i didn't keep it going um i wish that um i had a cardinals bag though now that i think about it we should get on that yeah, that was good. I was just kind of poking you. I knew it was a Giants bag, but that's kind of fun. <laughs> hey, Adam, thank you so much for the time, bud. Continued success. I mean, we didn't even talk about 21, but you're currently 13th on the FedEx Cup uh, point list. And uh, just keep doing your thing, man. It, we, we're really rooting for you. You got it, man. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate the support. Okay, that's going to wrap up this back nine, but don't go anywhere. John and I will break this interview down on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. Marcone Appliance Parts Company would like to thank Sean Young and the entire Marcone Information Technology Team for zero web failures this past year. That's right, zero web failures, meaning zero frustration for Marcone's valued customers. Great job, everyone. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring golden tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. 
Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are Farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John Perlis is with me, and we are headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th Hole Pro. Grab an Ultra. Let's uh, break down this uh, Adam Long interview. want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, though, again, for supporting the show. 314-805-2132. If you need anything done in your home, and the home, people are spending more time in their homes and repairs and things like that, um, call those guys. They, uh, they, do a, they do a great job. All right, Pearl. What's your first takeaway from from Adam Long? I have several takeaways. Uh, I, I just like first of all, I like his calm demeanor. I'm guessing that helped him along the way. One of my favorite things I've talked about a little bit coming into the uh, to the show today. I just love it when people have this sense. Oh, he's an instant instant success. He just he just arrived, pulled up to the first tee, and started playing, and everything went just fine. You know, there's just so many. I just don't know of too many examples that that happens. Tell the story. Ever. Tell the story about what people would say to you once you'd been in the trenches for ten, fifteen yeah. years. And well, I can remember you. multiple times doing trade shows in the in the business. I had kind of gift and costume jewelry stuff years years and years ago, and people would come up and the booth is packed with people and going great. And the odd person would just say, "Hey, congratulations, man! You got obviously having a great show." You know, and others would come up and say, oh, man, this is unbelievable. Look at how much everybody cares. This product's fantastic. You're going to be an instant millionaire. And I remember just kind of jokingly, I looked down at my watch and say, well, I'm right around nine and a half years past instant. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's just a lot to this. Right. Whether Whatever the profession. I love using the, the kind of personal stories and yep. general life with the golf. And it, it, there just isn't overnight stuff. And that doesn't mean it was a grind necessarily if you're loving what you're doing. But this guy, this guy's put his time in. He absolutely, and he spent all the years on the mini tours. All and, the mini tours. Latin and, America. And, all he got a kick place. out of all that. Yep. But that's, that's why he got to the point that he's gotten. And that's why now that he's there, he's producing. Well, it's it's interesting if you watch him. You know, um, I've all, I've always watched him in this progression. Has been 
almost like you'd kind of draw it up. I'm sure he would have liked to have drawn it up in a much uh, faster, yeah, faster yeah. Uh, fashion. But um, you know, we talked a little bit about the Corn Ferry Tour when he was playing on it. It was called you know the Nationwide for so long, and how the fact pearl that that tour works. It, the, he's a walking, living, breathing example of that tour working. And when I was on the advisory, uh, the player advisory councils and those things when I was playing all the time, we would get the numbers back for the players that kept their card from going through the nationwide, and it was Nike and Hogan tour at the yep, time, back then. or going through the qualifying school. It was overwhelmingly in favor you, of those that played a full year and earned their card that way. You've got to play and you have to compete. We talk about the young stud players that you're working with right now in the St. Louis area. And, you know, one of the things, if there's something that's missing, and I know for some of them there's not, but if there's something that's missing, you've got to go play tournaments. You've got to go experience. You've got to go travel. That's, that's all absolutely big stuff. Uh, the, the one other piece of the uh, couple others that stood out for me, when he talked about his final round in uh, the desert yes. and how low his expectations, and I just want to have fun today. Jay, I don't have that in my blood. I don't I either. could not have gone out in the first round, let alone any other round, and sit there and be in, in lead and say, hey, I just want to enjoy my day and you know, and maybe finish top 10. I don't think I'll ever win. He said, I don't think I'll win. Phil or, or you know these, guys, these other guys are probably winning. He said the same thing. He made the turn. He was like, but what, Two or three but, down. But what would Bob Rotella say about that? I mean, that doesn't seem to no. be the imagery that you're supposed to have. Now, I could also see, though, because one of my issues was getting too hyped up. So if that's what kind of keeps him in his calm, happy place, then that's obviously Bob, pretty Bob, wise. Well, that's what Bob would say. That's a kind of a, contrary, a yeah. contrarian point of view there because you're supposed to think you know, about what you want and everything. And he's like going – he kept backing himself into the spot pearl of having fun, staying in the moment, that sort of thing. He would wander. It sounded to me like he'd wander off and he'd pull himself yep. right back. What I loved what he said was just the stuff about golf in general, how hard it is, mm-hmm. how hard it is from day to day. You know, some days I don't feel so strong. Some days I don't feel like I'm, I can't hit a draw. Some days I can't hit a fade. Some days I can't hit it. You know, we've talked about the, the chasm of time between the last shot you hit on the practice range and the first shot you hit on the first tee. And he touched on that as well, like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen once I, you know, hit this first ball. But we've heard through the years, I've watched you, the key is to, can you go out and shoot 68 when you don't have your game? When you're trying to fade it and it's slicing, trying to draw it and it's hooking, something like that. You, you really can't cross your lines out there and, and survive. But that type of stuff and not have your game, and he clearly understands that. That is such a huge piece of it. People don't understand. You might be on your game on a good tournament, a total of what, a round and no, a half or right. something like that where things are clicking. No. Otherwise, can I, I, can I miss it in the right place? You know, Can I lean on my short game? Can I just accept that so I'm not just heating up to where I can't even finish because I'm so darn frustrated. How about when he said he qualified for the U.S. Open as soon as he turned pro and knew he didn't belong? Yeah. But also what he said once he was there, and he's playing with these guys, and for the first time he realized this really struck me, that they are not perfect, that they do miss shots. Pearl, that's another show in the books. You know, do you want to take a guess at what number show this is? Total or this year? Total. 96. Yep, you're 
guy, man, guy's got a mind like a steel trap. Is it? Is it 96? No, I knew it was about there. We're 94. Yeah. Well, then it's not Maybe 96. 96. 93, I you don't, don't know. know what it is either. I don't know facts we're, we're around close. Here. We're close. We know facts. We know we're close. Me, thanks so much for keeping we're close. track of us, which is a full-time job. And uh, we will be back with you next week. And we're going to have Dan Deerdorf, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, on the show. So don't miss it. Looking Th- forward to it. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jaydelsinggolf.com.